0: This is Digital Story Podcast number 930, January 16th, 2024. Today's theme is Looking Back and More Now 2024. I'm Derek Story. Every January, I close out my personal photo library from the previous year and start fresh with an empty catalog. Not only is this a practical endeavor, it's also an opportunity to acknowledge the highlights of the previous year. Today, I share the benefits of this annual exercise. I hope you enjoy the show. Despite my trials and tribulations in the past with Apple's Aperture, and we all know I've had a few, right? (laughs) I still create annual libraries and store them as neatly bundled catalogs in my multi-level archival system. Why? Well, it's just the way my brain works. I measure my life's journey signpost by signpost year by year. Plus I've discovered some additional benefits to this practice, a few of which I'm going to share today. So there's two parts to this. There's the technical part and then there's the fun part. And I want to start with the technical part just so we're all kind of on the same page. I run a dual personal library system, (laughs) okay? And so I think you already know that, but just by way of review, I think the second part will make more sense if I review the first part. So the first library I have is Photos. It's totally automatic. I take pictures with my iPhone. Those images are added to my Photos library. They're backed up in iCloud, and that is that. Now, the nice thing about this is the location is recorded. There's a timestamp. There's all sorts of good information that's associated with those iPhone photos. And I always, even when I'm doing a serious shoot, even when I'm doing the most serious shoot, I make sure I get some iPhone photos at the same time. And then plus there's all the fun stuff that I do with the iPhone that I probably wouldn't do with my quote unquote serious camera. So I have that. So I have that iPhone library running. I pay for iCloud storage. It's just beautiful. It just, it just works, right? I also have a Capture One Pro catalog. Here's where the pictures from my OM1, my X100V and the Nikon ZF, they're stored and edited there. Compared to the iPhone catalog, these images are more measured, they're captured in RAW, edited with C1P's excellent adjustment tools, and they're organized as well because the catalog structure of Capture One Pro is very nice. I really like the way it's organized. In fact, a lot of people who used Aperture went to Capture One Pro because that catalog felt comfortable. Go, you know, this feels familiar. And you know, I have projects and I have albums within projects and they're all kind of running down the left side of the interface and I can just look at everything and, and basically, especially when I get to this point, see my whole year in review, I can see the months when I shot stuff, the subjects, the whole deal. It's a beautiful thing. Now my professional work that all goes in different capture one catalogs. I do not mix personal and professional in the same catalog just seems like a bad idea to me. (laughs) I I don't know why I can't give you a specific example, but just, you know, sometimes inside you go, that's not a good idea. And so I don't do it. So I've got two personal catalogs and then I have whatever I have for professional work and you know, that varies from year to year there's some duplication between my personal catalogs, between the iCloud catalog and Capture One Pro. This is a good thing. This is a good thing. Now, let me see. I'm going to give you an example of how it's a good thing. Sedona, Arizona, October, 2023. What a great time. I was out there scouting. We had our photo workshop. Fantastic. What a great week and a half I had out there. Of course, I took a lot of shots with the iPhone, you know, just like you're just doing stuff and bang, there it is. Take a picture, take a picture. So my photos library had all sorts of good stuff in it from the iPhone. Then I also had the OM-1 with me and that's, you know, when I'm taking my stuff, that's a bit more measured, raw files, you know, all that good stuff. So I was shooting with both, right? And it works really well. iPhone, some of the time, the OM-1, the rest of the time. Here's where that duplication between the two catalogs comes in really handy. As time goes by, sort of forget exactly sometimes when we did certain things. And the more years that go by, the easier it is to go, was that 2022 or 2023? Was that May or was that June? You know, that kind of thing. Because I have this giant photos library that has all the geotags for the photos, that has all the XF data that has object recognition for search. I can just say, Hey, when was I in Sedona, (laughs) right? Show me Sedona and uh, it'll do that. It'll show me not only 2023, but every other time that I was in Sedona. And then I can look at the shots and go, okay, well, the shoot I'm looking for is that one when I was there in October of 2023. So then I know going over to Capture One Pro, go to the 2023 Capture One Pro catalog, look at October, and there will be the other shots that I'm looking for, right? The really good stuff will be right there because I have the photos library that's sort of, you know, the meta view of all of my photography. That allows me then every year to roll off the catalog, the Capture One Pro that has all the raw files in it. You can roll it off my laptop, free up all that space and then start again. And I have those catalogs available to me. The ones that I roll off, you know, five different ways. So I can always get to those images fairly easily. So it's a nice little system. It's very simple. One of the best parts of that system is what I call the fun part, which is at the end of 2023 or the beginning of 2024 preparing that Capture One catalog, putting a bow on it, getting ready to archive it, I always take a little bit of time to review those images, to take a look at those pictures. And I'm looking at those pictures and I go, you know, 2023 wasn't such a bad year at all, (laughs) right? And, you know, we all have frustrations from daily life and, you know, People drive us crazy and situations make us nuts. We sometimes forget about the good things. They get buried under, um, you know, all the other stuff. And if we don't take a moment to sort of look back at the last year and kind of lock it into our brain, what kind of year it was, we may actually have a false impression of the past year. We may only remember the little frustrating things that just happened in the last few weeks and forget about the stuff that happened back in March. This process reminds me of how easy it is to forget the good stuff and how dominant the frustrating stuff can be in our minds. And that's one of the reasons why I like this practice. So speaking of this fun stuff. Let's take a look now. I just want to review, if you'll bear with me for a minute, what I saw when I opened up my Capture One Pro library for 2023. I'm looking at the left side where I keep uh, all of my projects and I'm just going to march through the year starting uh, early on and then moving through it. Now, I started out the year in 2023, photographically speaking, in Morro Bay. I was uh, there with my family. Teresa and I can meet uh, my sister and my brother-in-law in in Morro Bay. is almost like right in the middle of uh, where we both live. My sister's in Southern California. I'm up here in Northern California. Each tandem gets in the car, and then we can meet in Morro Bay. We did that in January and uh, just had a wonderful time. And that was my first really fun, quote, unquote, a serious shoot of 2023 and i'm looking at the images right now and i've got some really nice stuff Uh, none of it is going to go into a museum uh, but there are some good memories here and there's some good stock photography here which i'm always thinking about because i need it for my articles and for everything else that i do then in february i'm in inverness and what am i doing in inverness looking at these pictures i'm scouting for our workshop. Yes, you know, we're Point Reyes and Inverness. Uh, I went out there, went scouting for a couple days, uh, took a lot of pictures while I was there, and it was a blast. I mean, I had some really good time. I love scouting, by the way, because, you know, it's just me and um, I'm out there, and of course, I have to check out you know, a restaurant or two, because we have to have a place to eat during the workshop. (laughs) And I have to check out beautiful places because we need nice places to take pictures. And I'm just reminded of those couple lovely days I had there by looking at these pictures. Now, another thing that happened in that month was uh, Teresa retired. She formally retired a little bit later, but she stopped working in February and burned off some of the time that she had built up. And we had a little retirement celebration for her in February. (laughs) That is something that, well, I'm sure she hasn't forgotten it, but I'm going, if she were to ask me really quick, you know, when do we have our retirement party and go, well, let me see. You retired in April, but (laughs) I could have rubbed my temples for a minute and I may have got it right, or I may not have. But looking at these pictures now, Somehow now I'm going to remember that it was in February, you know, having reviewed these shots, I don't know. It just locks in a little bit better. In March, I had all sorts of fun things happen. My friend Oliver from uh, Germany and Austria came out to visit. We went out to the Northwoods golf course. We went to the Sonoma coast. He stayed here at the studio. We had a great time again. It gave me an opportunity to get a whole lot of pictures spend some time with my good friend it was a very nice way to spend a few days outside in march with a good buddy i also went camping in march wow camping and where did i go i went to Morro bay again <laughs> all right how fun is that and then in april i'm in maui now that seems like a long time ago but it was just april and i'm looking at these pictures and i'm going man it looks like i had a pretty good time there <laughs> and uh i went uh, golfing with my boys i mean i've never done that before it was really uh, it was just, it was a good trip all the way around that happened in april i have all sorts of little shoots in there like where i'm testing out new filters and testing out new gear and all those are sort of mixed in and then we get to may and that's when we had our actual point raise workshop So I've got all sorts of pictures from that. In June, right before I went into the shop, uh, I went down for the North American launch of the new VW Buzz electric van. That was fun because it was in Huntington Beach. So I get to hang out with my sister, go hang out with all these VW buses. They had a classic VW bus show there. Took some pictures. And then after that, I had my hip surgery. I had a total joint replacement uh, on my hip. And so now I'm looking and there's not a whole lot happening in July and August, you know, in terms of pictures. Well, I was recovering from that stuff. So now, now I'm doing what we all do when we're in that situation, I'm taking pictures of stuff that are within range of where I am in bed, right? You know, Oh, Hey i'm going to take some pictures of my guitar you know things like that so there's a little bit of a lull in the action where i'm just shooting all sorts of oddball stuff reflected here in the library as we get out into august then i'm out and about more and my son ran in the santa rosa marathon so i went out to photograph that i think i I was still walking with a cane then but i do not care i'm out there uh, doing my thing in september You know, went to San Francisco Botanical Garden in October, back to Sedona. Boy, just a great 10 days in Sedona. Shot the haunted house later on in October, uh, went to Crane Creek in November, had our wine country workshop in November and just roll on and on and on. I did all this stuff in 2023 and honestly. I knew I did all this stuff. And if you were to quiz me, I would say, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, we had a great workshop in November, you know, for wine country and all that. But somehow when I review it here, before I put a bow on it and archive it, it now sticks. And then it also gives me a real appreciation for how lucky I am that I get to do, you know, what I want to do for a living. And the people I get to hang out with, a lot of you are included in that. And that's why I love this exercise so much because as a result of it, I have a much more complete memory of my past year. Sure, it had challenges, you know, that substantial eight-week lull that was laid up recovering from surgery. But I still managed to take pictures in and, and I have them in the catalog and Someone's asked me, well, what do you take pictures of when you're laid up uh, recovering from surgery? Well, here, let me show you. We're so busy, we're so distracted, at times so frustrated with daily life, it's easy to lose perspective. But looking back on my past year in pictures, it adds balance to my view of 2023, and it helps me appreciate the good moments in life all the more. The camera accessory that saved my workflow, the Peak Design Tech Pouch Review. This is a review done on fstoppers.com and you can read the entire article there. I have a link in the show notes. Let me read you a little bit about it because I'm interested in this tech pouch myself. If you're like me, you have a whole bunch of small photography bit, cables, connectors, SD cards, batteries and more in your camera bag. If you were to use a different bag, you'd have to take all of them out, and transfer them over. That's how I lived for the first couple years of my career. And it was awful. I would always be triple and quadruple checking to make sure I had everything. Sometimes forgetting which pocket I had moved it to and having to dig around in a panic. That's when I knew I had to find a better way. Enter the Peak Design Tech Pouch. For months, I started looking at different tech organizers to ideally hold all the random bits that I had between my camera bags. At the time, there were a few competitors to the tech pouch. What I saw with the others was that they were either more tech slash note organizers for office workers carrying far fewer things at once, or they were full sling bags. And I really wasn't looking for either. All I wanted was a simple organizer with photographers in mind that could handle all my random crap and move it seamlessly between my bags. While it is larger than the other tech organizers, I find the size just about perfect to fit in the extra space of a camera bag. It's not so big that it's in the way of the other gear that you could be carrying. It's also not too small that it can't carry everything that you need to. Having used this for a few years now, I can confirm that it is built to last. I try to be gentle with my gear as I like it to last a while, but I definitely don't baby things. Through all the time of use, this bag hardly has a blemish on it, let alone substantial damage. All the external and internal zips work great, and it still keeps things dry if it's a rainy day. All right, this little pouch is really neat, and like I said, you have to go over and check it out on the F Stopper's articles because he's got some good pictures. I'm looking at it here on B and H, and it comes in a couple different colors, a few different colors: charcoal, black, midnight, bone, sage. I always like the I always like the midnight. I think those look nice. My uh, my other peak. Uh, pouch that I carry uh, is Midnight and it's just a great color. 59 bucks on this. They have it listed as the number one bestseller and then as you open it up it really is clever how it has all the little areas inside it for all the little bits and bobs so that when you open it up from the top kind of open it up you can look down and you can see where everything is instead of them just being jumbled right in one open area and, you know, stuff, the stuff that you want always goes to the bottom, you know, that kind of thing. This helps prevent that. So it looks pretty cool. I am super tempted to try to get my hands on one. I thought I would share this review with you though, because I also go through the same thing. I have more than one camera bag. You know, I have a couple different kits and so it'd be really nice to have this pouch that you just pull out of one camera bag and then put it in the camera bag that you're going to be using that day that's what this seems to serve if you have that same sort of need you may want to take a look at this as well the peak design tech pouch i talked about it earlier in the podcast the sedona photography workshop but we're having another one This spring, April 16 through 19, I was just working with the folks that are going to be hosting us. And, uh, you know, the nice thing that I like about this workshop, there's a number of nice things I like about this workshop, but one of them is we all stay at the same place. Uh, We have breakfast in the morning together, which is really nice. They host breakfast there. Uh, We have our team meetings there, and then we depart from the place and then we come back to that same place at the end of the day and it's just kind of fun to you know be able to sort of hang out and you know say hey you know you want to walk over to breakfast with me you know you're just hanging out with your buds uh, from the workshop so it's a really comfortable place that i like a lot and uh, we're just getting everything nailed down and they're going to host us again this year we're already making plans for this workshop. So it's April 16 through 19. It's in the middle of the week. The rates, by the way, for the hotel are fantastic in part because we're there during the week and not on the weekends, a good time. If you want to start out your photography season with a really beautiful, wonderful bang, then I highly recommend the spring and Sedona photography workshop, we're going to be going to so many locations. If you want to learn more about it, all you have to do is click on the workshops page on the digital story or the nimble photographer. I have a link in the show notes. You can take a look at some of the pictures and you can reserve your spot right now for only $200. I would love it if you could join us. We still have a couple seats open. I hope you get one of them. The Millennium camera will capture Arizona's landscape for 1,000 years. I thought this was just an interesting article. It's on petapixel.com. I have a link in the show notes. An experiment organized by the University of Arizona Research Associate and Experimental Philosopher Jonathan Keats, the Millennium Camera is meant to record an extremely long exposure image that won't be complete for 100 decades. The concept of the camera isn't too far removed from the beer can camera that regina valkenberg set up for the bay Bury observatory in the united kingdom in 2012. in that case the pinhole style camera was in place for eight years and one month and captured what was at the time believed to be the longest exposure photo ever made if this works as planned keats millennium camera will have that record beat by a lot more <laughs> It uses a similar pinhole design as Valkenberg's beer can camera, but has elements made to extend the time the camera will operate. That pinhole leads to a thin sheet of 24 karat gold that will slowly let light through to a small copper cylinder mounted on the top of the steel pole. Over the course of 1,000 years, the landscape in front of the pinhole camera will slowly fade a light-sensitive surface that is coated in thin layers of rose matter and oil paint pigment, the University of Arizona explains. In 100 decades, future humans will hopefully be able to open the Millennium Camera to reveal a long exposure image of the area through all the changes Tucson will undergo. That is, of course, the hope anyway. Quote, 1,000 years is a long time, and there are so many reasons why this might not work, Keats says. The camera might not even be around in a millennium. There are forces of nature and decisions people make, whether administrative or criminal, that could result in the camera not lasting. If it does work, however, Keats says that the final image will likely show. The longest lasting features like mountains and rocks, the sharpest, while the most dynamic parts, such as the city itself will be softer. Sharp is also used loosely as the land itself is not completely stable and will experience subtle motion over the extended exposure time. This is just crazy. The millennium camera is currently installed on Tumahawk Hill next to a bench that faces west over the star pass neighborhood of Tucson with it is a small plaque that encourages visitors to imagine what the future holds interesting project indeed I am kind of trying to get my head around how this single exposure thing is going to work probably won't be around when they open it up (laughs) but it's a fascinating project and there is a picture of it set up there I guess if you're in Tucson, it'd be kind of cool to go over and take a look at it. All right, let's take care of a little virtual camera club news. I want to talk about our inner circle members for a minute. These are the folks that sponsor this community, this podcast month in and month out. They're the folks that I spend the most amount of time with online because we have the inner circle space on Derek story online. There's always a conversation going on lately there have been polls springing up (laughs) really interesting polls and what i mean by that if somebody is curious about something uh you know they can go ahead and publish a poll to the other inner circle members asking them about it you know for example uh one of them has to do with a wacom tablet do you use one and then it gives you like five different options no i'd never use one never ever never all the way down to, I use one all the time and everything in the middle. And then uh, when you vote, you get to see the percentage of people that are voting in all the different categories. And then the really fun part is the commentary that follows the poll (laughs) and people, they'll vote, but then they'll explain their vote in the commentary. And that is even more fun. And stuff like this, it's just great. I mean, it's just talking shop the kind of shop that we enjoy. And that's why I like hanging out with our inner circle members so much, because quite honestly, they're interesting. They're interesting and they're fun. If you want to become a part of this, it's very easy. You just click on the Patreon tile. That's on all the pages of the digital story. nose around a bit. You can sign up right there. When you do, you'll also be granted access. To our Inner Circle space on Derek Story Online, and you can jump in the conversation, start sharing pictures, enjoy the discounts, all the good stuff that happens with Inner Circle membership. And a big thanks to our Inner Circle members for supporting this show. I want to mention our publication, our photography publication called Live View, that is based in our community. Uh, the writers, all the writers except for one or maybe two, come from our community and we're looking for some new writers. And if you'd like to share your passion for photography and basically what area you want, it could be any aspect of photography or artistry that fascinates you and you would like to publish an article once a month with these other writers and become part of the, the live view writer staff. Medium.com also has a partner program so you can earn a little bit of money uh, along the way uh, from your writing. And it's very satisfying. It's very enjoyable. I, I love writing for Live View and uh, I like working with our other writers. We also have a space uh, on Derek Story Online just for our writers, So we get to hang out with each other and float ideas. Uh, you can post drafts there and you know get some initial feedback when it's really safe you know just us you know and we do a very good job of being positive and constructive and helping you make your piece even better it's a lot of fun and if you're interested in becoming a writer for live view all you have to do is send me an email just send it to dstory d as in Derek, dstory dstory gmail.com let me know that you're interested writing something we'll take it from there We'll get your name in lights, and uh, it'd be fun to have you sharing your view of photography, your perspective on this beautiful pastime that all of us here enjoy. And finally, I want to give a big thanks to our friends at Red River Paper, longest running sponsor of The Digital Story, the folks that supply us with everything that we need for inkjet printing, Except for the printer itself, you have to, (laughs) you have to supply your own printer. Uh, but that's easy enough to do. But once you have the printer, your next stop should be clicking on the tile. That's on all the pages of the digital story, the red river paper tile, because not only can you get some fantastic paper, all different surfaces, all different sizes for all sorts of different projects. You can get all of that and they'll even help you pick the right paper for the kind of stuff that you want to do. There's templates, there's information. You can just learn about inkjet printing in general. You can learn how this all works. You can understand your printer better. There's a lot of stuff happening on the Red River Paper site, and I highly encourage you to go over there, take a look, kind of get familiar with this. You know, once you get your feet wet and once you start getting a few prints coming out of the printer that you can hold in your hand that you can share with other people and admire then it's very motivating to learn a little bit more and the next thing you know you're going hey i'm not too bad at this (laughs) i'm a pretty good printer so anyway red river paper is the first stop after you get your printer up and running tile on all the pages of the digital story and we really appreciate all the different ways that they support this community all right it's going to do it for me this week i hope you enjoyed the show i'm working on some great stuff for next week make sure you come back and join me until then have a great week get out there take some pictures see you next tuesday bye bye now